Untitled Beatles Podcast. Well, welcome to the Untitled Beatles Podcast. I'm Tony Mendoza. It's a very special day here in Chicago and elsewhere. Get back. Live at the IMAX Theater. I'm going to meet my co-host and buddy. All right, it is about 12.40 Central Time, God's Time. Chicago over fucking everything. Des Moines, too. Hey, you Des Moineners. Drake University, I'm talking to you. The Drake Diner has one of the best burgers in the country, the Maytag Burger with blue... Why am I talking about that? I'm walking to my car, which is not parked in front of my home. I had to move it because of the snow restrictions here in the Chicago suburb in which I live. And I'm about to meet Tony to go see um, Get Back, just the rooftop concert in IMAX, my first movie since maybe 2019. I don't want to die, I mean in general, but especially from COVID, because a lot of people are still dummies. I know our listeners aren't. We have smart listeners to the Untitled Beatles podcast. I'm going to meet my co-host and buddy, Mr. TJ Shanoff at the theater. Pick out a Beatles CD for the ride, huh? So, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's go to see Get Back, the rooftop concert in IMAX. If they, so help me God, if they include the cutaways with the police and with the, at Apple, like, I just want to see the rooftop. I hope that's what it is. Let's do it. My dad's 03 Corolla still humming along. Hey! Yes, and they <laughs> Last time I was in this car, driving home from work last week, I was rocking out to a mix I made called B-Sides McCartney. It's a collection of Paul McCartney B-Sides because apparently my life's not working out. This one is called Summer at 59 from the Chaos and Creation Sessions. How would this? How is this left off the album? It's a good question. Check it out for a second. Some of the girls turned into women In the summer of 59 Dandelions shine up through the pavement Council houses drained by trousers Ziggy packs and long black jackets Ties are laced And it's all in the name of good taste Listen to that CD load Since we're going to go see a movie, I thought I'd put in some movie music. It's cold. But it's not like it's a a nor'easter. Or Easter, my least favorite Catholic holiday. Getting ready to leave the greater Chicagoland area, the suburbs here, and go to the city. I spent my whole life in the city. We now live in the suburbs with our kid. I love the burbs, but I'm a, I'm a city guy. I'll fight. Chicago over everything. And, um, 
yeah, let's do this. Let's go see Get Back. I can't wait to meet up with Tony. Unless Tony's a no-show. Every podcast Tony and I record, he always has a reason to cancel on me. He says he has another better Beatles podcast he's working on. Frankly, I believe him. Bringing my Vax card. I don't know. This is probably nothing. An instrumental came on. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Here is a little PSA for all you Untitled Beatles podcast listeners who drive. Focus on the road. Focus on the road. Yay, yay. Too many people are driving angry and distracted. Distractions like butterflies are bounding round me head. Distractions like butterflies are buzzing round my head. I have pressed to play somewhere in the car. Distractions is a great, Footprints is a great song. Also, Distractions on Flowers in the Dirt. So, Casey, feel free to buzz me, even though I corrected myself. I think I've Flowers in the Dirt in the car, too. I've got a whole book of solo Beatles stuff. It's a lot of McCartney, just because, I mean, I love you, John. I love you, George. Ringo, a little less so, but I still love you. But, yeah, my sweet spot solo, Paul. Not going to pretend. I mean, the B-sides McCartney mix. Here's the next song. Oops, I forgot I switched to let it be. I'm not even high. Bye. Stopping in for lunch. Got to get an Italian beef. All right, got a beef. I do it sweet, peppers, and dip. I'm gonna dig in. I think this is the first one I've had since I moved back here. Casey, you're missing out. Um, yeah, where are we right now? We just parked. I'm gonna go meet up with Tony in like 20 minutes. I'm early, usually I'm the late one, the paper late one for you Genesis Abacab fans. Was that on Abacab or Three Sides Live? Know your genesis, know your role. Listen to this right now. Let a beesman keep me company in the drive. Love the Danny Boy bit. A lot of people here at the theater wonder if they're also going to go see the Beatles movie or if they're here to see like Scream or Dune or one of those movies. Okay, I'm going to bypass Long and Winding Road. Don't need it. Kick it off the Beatle list. We skip forward, and of course, we get to For You Blue. I love the song. There is a great, great McCartney take of this that starts a bit nervous, but becomes great on that concert for George. It's so emotional seeing Paul do this and All Things Must Pass in that Clapton-led George Harrison tribute show because of Paul's relationship with George at the time and how strained it was. There's some poetic justice hearing him do this and All Things Must Pass is really neat.
what <clears throat> TJ's wearing. I thought he said he was gonna put on his like Sergeant Pepper outfit. Which begs the question, which Sergeant Pepper outfit? I imagine TJ would get a blue Paul outfit. You know, with the OPD patch. If you can find one of those these days, the way the supply chain is. <laughs> no, it'd be very funny today. Maybe he would get the George one, you know. He seems to identify with George on a kind of a spiritual level. I think I'd have to go with the John one just because I like the color. That kind of green, yellow, whatever you want to call it. Poor Ringo. Nobody picks his Sergeant Pepper outfit. Yeah, man, I cannot wait to see IMAX get back. I'm so excited. This is, we've been playing things very COVID safe in my home. You know, our listeners know I have a kid. Um, I think it's my kid. I don't need some fucking DNA test. He's named named after a beetle. Um, but yeah, I'm just uh, nervous because I've not been to a movie since 2019. And I uh, wonder what it's going to be like seeing a movie with a mask on. I cut a hole in my mask with a little flap on it for popcorn, like in a cartoon where dogs and cats, there's holes cut in the door with a little plastic flap. So I did one of those. I've got a plastic flap near my mouth hole. You heard right. There's a plastic flap near my mouth hole. Mask that. I had to get a five-hour energy drink. Beef crash, man. Italian beef crash. This is why the Beatles stopped eating meat, man. I should have listened to Paul. Meat free Monday. It's a fun day. It's a Sunday, though. Sunday, January 30th. It is the, yeah, anniversary of the rooftop concert. And we're going to go see the Fabs do it live. I imagine kind of uncut. They just put out the rooftop record earlier this week. So you don't hear people, you know, citizens talking over the, the Beatles. So looking forward to this. And then I guess there's some Q&A at the end with uh, Peter Jackson. Hey, uh, I'm about to go see Tony. And I just wanted to make this note for a second. Turn the heat off for a second. Um, Tim Hardaway reference. Today, it's the Orlando Magic versus the Miami Heat. Can I name more recent Heat? I mean, even like Dwayne Wade would be more recent. Current Heat, Jimmy Butler, former Bull. Enough of that. I'm actually on for a sad reason. I want to take a second to turn this back on. News just broke that my favorite sitcom actor on any sitcom ever, Howard Hessman, Dr. Johnny Fever, apparently died today. And uh, here I am all excited to see Get Back with Tony and IMAX. Um, you know, there's nothing I love more than the Beatles, but as a kid, my influence of comedy and music really coalesced around reruns of WKRP in Cincinnati every day at 5.30 or 10 on Channel 9 throughout most of the 80s into the early 90s. And Howard Hessman, 81 years old, um, my favorite actor 
on my favorite sitcom, Gone Today, on a day when I'm meeting up with Tony to see uh, my favorite band and my favorite overall influence, um, this concert film on IMAX. So it's kind of a sad day. I am actually sad that an actor on a show that's been canceled since 1982 has passed. But yeah, Howard Hessman, WKRP, my favorite show, my favorite actor, Dr. Johnny Fever, so funny. One of my favorite, favorite, and in fact, I thought of it this morning. One of my favorite clips from WKRP is right after he's Johnny's forced to play Another One Bites the Dust. The song ends, and Johnny says, And not a moment too soon either, babies. <laughs> that was Queen with their big hit, uh, one that I never particularly cared for, but I'm nevertheless forced to play here on WKRP. This is Dr. Johnny Fever just doing my job following the orders of Venus Flytrap. He's just doing Andy Travis' job while Andy fills in for our sales manager, Herb Tarlick, who's not doing his job. <laughs> it's very funny hearing Johnny uh, bashing Queens, another one bites the dust. I just uh, That was played this morning on XRT following Breakfast with the Beatles. So, I don't know, maybe XRT knew before I did, but... Yeah, uh, R.I.P. to my favorite sitcom actor on my favorite sitcom, Dr. Johnny Fever, played by Howard Hessman, also great and head of the class, had a role in the Police Academy films as well. It's a sad day for those of us who love that show. I know TJ said he was going to bring his copy of Bad Boy. I think he thinks, you know, Peter Jackson's going to be able to autograph it. Anyway, I brought my copy of Yoko Ono's Grapefruit book. So, there'll be something to do, you know, if there's a lull in the action. We can always do something from Yoko's Grapefruit book. Always have a plan. This is for you party planners out there. Walking into the theater, and I'm the masked asshole talking into his phone. People are giving me looks. Check out my Untitled Beatles podcast hat, motherfuckers. Soon to be available online, hopefully. All right, here he comes. <laughs> hey, buddy. Good to see you, man. Me too, man. You're not wearing your Sgt. Pepper outfit. Well, I thought about it. That's <laughs> in the shop with the tool. <laughs> I did wear this, though. I, I tried this out. No guns. Now, I like that. I really, yeah. That's this, old this, school, too. How old my, is that? I got it. Beetle Bus in 82 was wow. my backpack for most of lower middle school. That's awesome. And, oh. Uh, uh, Carrie got me this for Christmas. She's got the link of the website. It's an Evanston local place. They couldn't do the rainbow. Hey. So Carrie chose green for the apple. Oh, I dig it. I mean, Untitled Beatles podcast cap. Is, isn't that great? <laughs> it's and great, man. I've got something for you you certainly don't have to wear, but I couldn't show a button free. That's for you. Oh, thanks, man. I love it. This is a Fab Four button. That, that's. Oh, you recording like, right now? I am. Yeah, I I'm getting all record. this. I, I record all the way over here. People are looking at me. I was that asshole. Like I'm talking I, by phone. You're a millennial. You're a uh, you're a Z. You're Gen I'm a Z. journalist. <laughs> 
Thanks and for this button. Something else for you too. This this is a. They sent me two copies of Beetle oh, Pack magazine. Oh, oh, thanks, but man. But if you, you want that and it's worth no, the this subscription is great. and it's current. I love it. Thank you. And in case Ringo's here, <laughs> I'd like maybe get this side. It's mint. <laughs> it is. Oh, this is the seal. <laughs> Bad well, boy. You know, it's worth more that way. <laughs> Just a naturally crazy, lazy bad Yoko's grapefruit book. I brought Yoko's grapefruit, yeah, in case, like, there's a lull in the action, we can do some of the activities listed here. In the... Yeah. During intermission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I brought a, you got to climb a ladder, and there's a sign, and it says yes. If it says, you know, bugger off or something. Yeah, rip off. Rip, rip off. Um, yeah, well, man. Shall we check in? Let's do it, yeah. Man, when was the last time you were at an IMAX theater? I mean, Jordan's come fly with me in 2000 something. I mean, yeah. it's, I've not seen IMAX in ages. Me, it's been like decades. I think Great America or something. Was like really? Something, yeah. Speed. Remember that? It was called not oh. the not that movie, but like, ah, what is it? From the producers of Everest, another classic giant screen adventure that will take your breath away. McGillivray Freeman's Top. <laughs> yeah, I like that. There's a looking at. There's a great slideshow happening right now. So, just saw Ringo on base, Paul's base, obviously. And uh, what were you talking about? You were you had a good point. Um, oh yeah, I, I as we're about to watch this, knowing or hoping that there aren't going to be all the cutaways to the um, the the street and the cops and stuff. Are we going to see more Billy Preston? Because the camera wasn't obviously trained on him much. Uh, during the original, when they did the show, so we didn't see a ton of him when they aired this on Disney during the rooftop concert. I wonder if we'll see more Billy Preston. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Well, right now we're looking at a four shot with you know Ringo's behind Paul, but Billy's off to the left. We don't see him. You know, there's a lot of pictures of Billy there. You kind of forget he was there. It, it, it was jarring because he's such a huge part of the documentary, and then all of a sudden, then the, the culmination, the rooftop, he's barely... It, even this shot, it's another four shot. Yeah. They're they're cutting off um, stage right. There you go. You got Good for you, stage right. You're a pro. Well, I <laughs> took an acting class yesterday. And one second to exit stage right. From Grapefruit, TJ, painting to hammer and nail. Hammer and nail in the center of a piece of glass. Mm. Send each fragment to an arbitrary address. Mm. Yeah, there you go. That's not a bad idea. And uh, Hanging in Nails the, inspired one of the great Indigo Girls songs <laughs> about getting out of bed and getting a hammer and a nail. <laughs> Learning to use their hands. Find that one, Casey. <laughs> I love when it becomes caustic, Jelly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, find this drop, Casey. <laughs> No, but seriously, send us a self-addressed stamped envelope and we will send you a fragment of, uh, of glass. 
Good evening, Ooh, everyone. Oh. I'm Matt Everett, your host here at Ooh. BFI IMAX in London. And welcome to this exclusive screening of The Beatles Get Back, the rooftop concert. Thanks, Mo. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> Check it out, TJ. We're getting something to be handed out. This is... I, I don't take handouts, son. <laughs> Awesome. awesome, thank you. It's like a uh, like a, a, a poster oh, kind of. Oh, and there's some other stuff here too. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. How wonderful. You get uh, lanyards and then like a business card. Look at this. You can retire from this. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah, man. Let's take a pic or something. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We're here at Joker's. So we just saw it. We didn't uh, bootleg it or whatever. What'd you think of it? Uh, it blew me away. I mean, the sound, I knew we were in something special. We saw the kind of Peter Jackson intro that he did on the actual series as well, what I call the kind of anthology condensed. Yeah, he did, yes. He did that. He opened the film with this, which was smart for context. And the way Please Please Me sounded out of those IMAX speakers <laughs> and then going through uh, Eight Days a Week, Twist and Shout, All My Loving on Sullivan. Yep. They yep. did do the thing that's always driven me crazy where they matched up. <laughs> was it the Royal Command performance live? She Loves You with the studio? Well, th there was yeah, one that's yeah. like, you know, the Complete Beatles was guilty of that all the time. It's like, play the yeah. real, I don't care if it's not perfect. Yeah, get the, yeah, get the live audio. Don't match it to the studio recording. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're listening it, to those policemen too much about overdubbing. Well, you know, I mean, well, if you're doing the picture and I'm trouble, you can dub the sound onto the film. No, the whole thing is about the live thing. It's got to be live. Um, yeah, it was. It it blew me away. I mean, should we start? Well, let me get your top line, and then let's start with background music provided by <laughs> BarPlaylist.Bar. <laughs> um, let's um. What's your opinion? And let's go back and talk about the Peter Jackson pre-show. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, the Q&A was fun. He did not take our question, uh, which I believe you, you penned the question, TJ. I submitted the question. I'm you tell her the question. To get, by the way, Tony and I are in person, which we've not recorded yeah. an episode in person before. Our, our very first one. So, so Casey, you've got some. You've got a lot of editing, especially with this background music. Yeah, how, you, how are you going to make this work, Casey? <laughs> Yeah, well, I have to admit, I'm no Peter Jackson isolating the cafeteria conversation from the hidden flower pot microphone and get back. But I do have a fancy piece of audio software that does a pretty good job isolating the dialogue from the background noise. And if anybody wants to try it out, it's called Isotope RX. It's kind of expensive, but if you're super into audio, it's extremely handy. Isotope also, if you want to sponsor the show, call me. No, I liked it. I, so, yeah, the Q&A was great. We, we learned some stuff. 
Um, we learned that they did a special mix for IMAX, so, so that uh, and they had to actually go back to Twickenham to do that, which uh, I thought that was a great thing. I think uh, what Peter Jackson said it was great that Twickenham ended up getting the final word yeah. <laughs> of, the, of the mix. So it, yeah, so it was like, you know, not 5.1, it was like 20.1 sound because of all the different speakers they were able to separate everything. Uh, the Q&A was great, yeah. It was really cool. They didn't take our question. No, they I didn't. I called ours, but I typed it. This is why, <laughs> folks, don't take an edible for a film. And second, um, take two, um, take two. I, um, <laughs> uh, I asked from the Untitled Beatles podcast what Peter Jackson um, thought about Ringo's Bad Boy and if he's working on a um, documentary where he would have Bad Boy remixed. <laughs> and uh, somebody read it and said, these guys are assholes and we've been earmarked as being that podcast. Yeah, we got a, yeah, we might not be on like a Beatles list. So anyway, yeah. For those of you listening, uh, make sure, just put in a good word for us, you know, get us off that list, maybe. We don't like being on lists. Well, and like Peter Jackson said, write Disney, write Apple, demand that the Untitled Beatles podcast <laughs> becomes the official <laughs> Beatles podcast of Beatles podcasts. Yeah, yeah. That was another cool thing. Peter Jackson put it out there to, like, yeah, write up Apple, put, put pressure on them to, yeah, give him another. He said he's got three or four more hours of, of, of cut, you know, to show us that didn't make it, you know? And uh, yeah, that can be done. That can be with a little pressure, with a little luck. Both the uh, London Town Classic and the showstopper for My Fair Lady. With a little bit of luck, with a little bit of luck, someone else will do the blinking work. I knew what to expect. I haven't seen an IMAX movie, I think, since the Jordan. I thought it was Come Fly With Me, but it might have been a special IMAX Jordan movie. You know what I'm talking about? It was like Jordan to the Max. An IMAX experience. Jordan to the max. Up close, some heroes get even bigger. Oh, you know what I forgot about? I, there were things I was reminded by from seeing this, because I have not seen Get Back a second time. Oh. Point. Not oh. a second time. Ah. You know you made me cry. <laughs> um, and when they do the Day in the Life chord, one of my most, the Beatle moment that will always make me cry forever and ever is when they... In the Andrew Salt 1988 Imagine doc, when they have, they show John getting in the car yeah. and the music speeding up to Day in the Life's about to climax to the final chord, then the chord hits and they show a reverse of Lennon's life from 1983's yeah, Baby Picture. Right. And the news footage starts, yeah, I'm going to cry to break. Yeah. The news footage starts, yeah. John Lennon, murder. And yeah. they did that in this movie for Brian Epstein. Yeah. And as, as powerful as that was, I will always associate that final chord coming. Yeah. When they're announcing to the world that John Lennon has been killed. So that yeah. was an interesting moment, too, where Peter Jackson, I wonder if that was his own idea or his editor's idea or it was an homage to that Andrew Sold film. I don't know. Yeah. But it got me. Yeah. Yeah. And they use it, yeah, to announce Epstein's death, which was the year of Day in the Life. It was yeah. just like a month and a half, two months later. <laughs> um, and I will say with the IMAX mix, that chord was loud. I've never heard it that loud. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, kudos on that mix. That, to me, was 
was a surprise when they, you know, um, basically they they showed the uh, the episode right from the beginning of that day. So we, you know, you see the guy, the blind man with the accordion. You see the uh, Savile Row street signs, etc. So. It was a, a very similar film mix uh, cut edit to the, what we saw on Disney Plus. But when the band kicks in, and you know, after they check out, and Paul stomps on the boards, and <laughs> Ringo gets his hi hat nailed down in the right spot. After blaming Mal, <laughs> yeah, getting it wrong. Mal, nail me down in the wrong place. When the music kicks in for that very first take of Get Back, it was so fucking loud, shattering. I'd never heard it like that before. It was amazing. Then, <laughs> but then we cut to the uh, the onlookers' camera, and the audio drops out to the to their point of view of the audio, which was a surprise. I thought we were going to get the full rooftop performance, sans people on the street. Well, let's talk with the elephant in the room. Dumbo, <laughs> you fucking dumb elephant. The, no, the, the, the neighborhood in New York. <laughs> Dumbo. Where do you live? I live in Dumbo. Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> also, Elephant in the Room may be a White Stripes album. I just don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, the Elephant in the Room is, uh, I convince myself. This isn't the elephant, but I convinced myself that we were just going to get the unfettered rooftop concert without the Get Back uh, documentary cutaways. It might have been stupid, but I think I wanted to hear the original songs in full. Yeah. And in fairness, the second time I saw it, which was today, I and I will reiterate, I've watched the cafeteria scene 20 times. I keep going <laughs> okay. back and watching that okay. in episode two. Um, but I haven't seen the rooftop cut again since today. I think I gave it too much of a hard time. The cutaways aren't as frequent and certainly do tell the story wonderfully of what was happening with the police and the onlookers. Yeah, I think we needed that. I think, and as Peter Jackson, he's a filmmaker, there's, there needs to be a story. So without all that stuff, you know, then it's just the cops showing up out of nowhere during the second Don't Let Me Down or whatever. Right. Um, and also, I will say this, we, um, he didn't use, did he use, I felt like he cut, he cut back on them. Like we didn't get every single, every single audience interaction. Or if we did, he, he edited them out, like one or two more words out. That's what I think. I don't know. It's certainly something that initially, but once the cops showed up, felt like we were back in full, in full force. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was definitely moments where I was like, oh, I don't need to hear this cop chatter. First of all, I can't even hear it because <laughs> the music's happening. <laughs> Cop chatter, the unfortunate sequel to Cop Killer. <laughs> well, that's Tipper Gore made him change it to that. He's <laughs> put a sticker on his record. <laughs> but as Guns N' Roses is trying to tell us, we probably just needed some patience. Oh, this fucking tune, this one goes on six minutes. This is a take a shit tune. This is November Rain. Like <laughs> November Rain is a, yeah, you can get a, a more healthy experience. Said <laughs> woman, take it slow and work. Just 
But that said, I think we also got a different edit, too. I think we got to see some more camera shots. Uh, Do you? See, that's why I couldn't tell. Yeah, I don't remember seeing a six shot ever, like meaning like we saw six full camera shots at yeah. one point. They Brady Bunched it. Yeah, they did. They Brady Bunched it. That's what it's called, the film <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we got some extra footage in there. I That was my belief. I'm going to have to rewatch it again, and mea culpa if I, you know, didn't see it properly this time around in IMAX. But what a thrill to just see that thing that big on a jumbo screen yeah. with sound that... That was fucking great. Yeah. And I, I, we were next to the woman, and she was tapping her her lap, and we were tapping our laps, and we were tapping laps. We, you know, we were a couple of movie lap tappers, which means we're running as Republican congressmen at your office. Yeah, we're just doing it out in the open, not in the mainstream. So. I missed you, and I must admit, I kissed a few, and once did sit. On Iver the engine driver's lap I later with him had a nap. I will say there was a moment that I didn't catch when I watched at home, my home TV and audio setup. When they're doing the take a dig a pony as um the we're trained in the cop chatter, but we hear the dig a pony from the rooftop. Yeah, yeah. What Billy Preston's doing on the organ is so mind-blowing. His riffs and his kind of runs, this whole thing, I mean, we talked about Billy Preston basically every week. Yeah. Since maybe the Plastic Auto Band reissue with an all oh, yeah. pass. Okay. How about that? But listening for him and looking for him was well worth it. The smile on his face, he's like the happiest person I've ever seen in my life. And I know he had demons as we've talked sure. about, but outwardly, or at least when he's playing music, and music he loves, that's that's joy that you can't script. Yeah, man. He's not over it like the Beatles were at that time. He's energized, and he's bringing that energy to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and as we've discussed, he's energizing them, and that's why, ultimately, this became a successful project, really. I think without him, we wouldn't have the same magic. We'd have a similar magic, but it wouldn't be as good. Well, you know. They almost brought in Bruce Hornsby like the Grateful Dead did after Brett Midler pulled the heat I don't know if Bette Midler was in the Dead. No wonder. <laughs> you never heard Bette Midler's cover of Sugary? <laughs> Yeah, I should say, I don't know if we mentioned, but yeah, on the way out, we got this uh, handy-dandy lanyard that I guess, I don't know where you wear this, but, you know, get one of those. You get a coupon for uh, to rebuy Let It Be, but you get 10% off of it. Fine, I'll do it. It's cheaper now. <laughs> and then what looks, what is this, like an 11 by 17? Or, no, it's a little Bigger like a 14 that, yeah. by something. Like a lobby uh, card. Yeah, a lobby card. We got like a big old IMAX uh, lobby card card mine's already on ebay 16.99 <laughs> buy it now price a hundred dollars or you can buy it for 95 dollars if you're a patreon subscriber <laughs> cats called patriot without patreon know what i mean <laughs> oh that's another question i had for you if you're not in the politics turn this part off mute for 15 seconds but 
Is the Blue Lives Matter crowd pissed at the Beatles for blowing off cops' direction? Like, are the Beatles cop haters now? Yeah, man. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah, man. They played one more song. Right, they, they hate cops. <laughs> Mr. State Trooper, please don't stop me. So there you go, there's another one. There's another one for you. But for, for, for real, for real, why did they show a British flag and not an American flag in the film? <laughs> you want to tell me? <laughs> well, I mean, it's because they're playing God Save the Queen, and that's a British song, but... Let freedom ring. That's the real song. You're right. Hey. Listen, I love America. All my boxers have an American flag on them. <laughs> I love those people. Yeah. No, you're right. They should have shown an American flag just like to show both sides. Right. <laughs> What's funny is I'm a nationalist when it comes to the Capitol albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> USA. Yeah. Beatles 65. You're wearing a yesterday and today button. I'm wearing. So. A, I wore my butcher cover button. Yeah. And my jacket. I wore my band handguns button. That I've been yeah. wearing since Beetlefest '82. Yeah. And they man. were selling Harry Nielsen 45s, written just for Beetlefest about uh, John Lennon's murder. This is called "With the Bullet Take One." You rolling? This is for the Beetlefest people at the Hyatt Regency in Chicago, 1982. It's for you. That's cool, man. I wish I could have gone to some of those uh, Beetlefests. Yeah, they yeah. were they were fun. Hey, there's always time. I hear Beetlefest is coming back. I think is this August. A, yeah, it's usually yeah. The, my anniversary weekend for my wedding because I'm an idiot. I love you, babe, but they're showing Hard Day's Night in the ballroom. <laughs> there's a tiny room where they're showing the Beatles cartoon videos. I can't make our anniversary. Hilton Room A. Hey, it's a fancy room. We'll, we'll go with it. We'll go to Beetlefest because it's you're never too old for Beetlefest. I would like that. I would like that. I did take a couple notes. I'm just going to consult those sure. notes. Yeah, I, I didn't take any notes. Oh yeah, a couple cool things. Getting back to the, um, getting back to the Q and A. One of the favorite things that um, Peter Jackson uncovered in all that footage was seeing the actual hidden camera, yeah, device that was. He kept calling it a garden shed, <laughs> a garden shed. But he's, you know, has the accent, so it always sounded like shid. <laughs> I thought it was Garden Ship, which is the original title of Boku of Blues. <laughs> <laughs> but what was great was then when we are watching the footage and the movie itself live, we get that shot of the garden shed, mm -hmm. hidden camera thing, and the, the theater erupts in laughter. And the, the look George Martin, who knows it's there, gives it is very funny. I love that. That is maybe my second favorite take in the movie. There's so many great takes just in the rooftop bit, in that sequence. It's when George Martin walks in and sees the, the camera. The camera actually booms up to... to catches a reaction of him just kind of laughing at it. Uh, another great take is when Paul sees the cops come in uh, during that second take of Don't Let Me Down. And he suddenly gets excited and he, yeah, he shakes his tail feather and all that. So funny. And then that other one is, is the moment when uh, the other cop, the other Ray, the other devil Ray. Uh, <laughs> Fred McGriff. <laughs> Fred McGriff, the crime Fred dog. Fred dog. <laughs> 
I think, I think he's in the Hall of Fame as a, a Devil Ray, which is hilarious. That is funny. Yeah. Take a bite out of crime. <laughs> My first baseman is the crime dog, Fred McGriff. Honestly, this nickname has probably stuck more than any other one I've come up with. But when that second cop uh, suggests that they just overdub... <laughs> <laughs> Can't they just it's over? A film. Can't you overdo it? It's so funny. <laughs> Which he's, of course, right. Uh, and obviously, there's a game being played. Everybody downstairs is completely bullshitting everybody right. to stall. We all, you know, it's a great little game. Everyone knows it. But his reaction when, when uh, the receptionist says, "Like, no, it's got to be live," you see, and he. He almost looks directly at the camera and rolls his eyes with that like, strap. Like a, a sad trombone underneath his <laughs> It's got to be live. There's other Q&A stuff, Tony, while we're talking Let's about the talk Q&A. about it. The, the, the couple of revelations for me is Peter Jackson kept saying if and when there's a Michael Lindsay Hogg Let It Be release. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Why isn't it a sure thing? I don't... Surely Apple has thought with the popularity of this now is the time that's what he was basically saying he's like you guys are sitting on a gold mine yeah you know the stuff's already there it's already everything's been um remastered whatever fixed up cleaned up like that footage looks pristine now he left out specifically the michael lindsey hogg cut with a few exceptions but most of that stuff is not in anything we saw and get back no. so it's ready to go and last remastered in the early 90s when was it ron fermanic yeah is that who did it yeah. yeah he prepped it for i don't know if that was for the anthology but that was the last kind of dream that's that's a bootleg that's been floating around i don't have it but of his cleanup of it in the early 90s Ooh. certainly with all due respect to him and his uh, 45 of Love Me Do, used on Rarity. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Um, uh, Michael Lindsay Hogg gets a lot of credit from um, Peter Jackson. Who yeah. From Peter Alexander of NBC News. <laughs> Different Peter. Um, and uh, Michael Lindsay Hogg gets a lot of deference from him, which I think is great, too, saying that, the one, the footage is all credit to what Michael Lindsay Hogg's direction was, and two, the calm he brought to the proceedings. Peter Jackson yeah. joked it was like hurting cats. Could have been him. He yeah. would have raised his voice a couple times. Yeah. Michael Lindsay Hogg, from what we saw, never did. No, no. No, he was noticeably like less involved in letting them do their thing. Uh, once it was decided, like, we're not going to Tunisia or whatever, his big visual concept, when that got thrown out the door, he was basically just like, okay, I guess we're making a documentary. I'm going to let you guys do it. And I'm going to come in every now and then to say what I've got, which is like, you guys are uh, butt scratch and nose pickers. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's a great Dwight Yoakam album. <laughs> I like Dwight Yoakam. I shouldn't yeah, him into he's, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's one of the good ones, <laughs> TJ. <laughs> Damn it, Waylon and Willie are the boys and Dolly, and that's about yeah. it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that would be amazing. That like that's something we need to have out at some point. We need to get Let It Be, Michael Lindsay Hogg's original cut, but just pristine. And all the interviews. That apparently, this was oh, yeah. breaking for me anyway. That all the when uh, there was a question from one of the audience members too, because it was all if you didn't see it, it was live, and they had real time questions. We of course asked about Ringo's Bad Boy, which banners us to idiocy. You listen to this podcast, you know we're idiots. <laughs> But there was a um, question 
about the Let It Be uh, film, when it is in DVD, and Peter Jackson said they interviewed all the people that are alive who made the film, Michael Lindsay Hogg, yeah. some of the living cameramen, yeah, and they rolled on it. So Peter Jackson said if and when they ever do release a Let It Be DVD or Blu-ray, then Michael Lindsay Hogg, Apple should let him use all this beautiful footage Peter Jackson's crew shot yeah. as special features. Yeah. And we got to see a little clip of that. He held up his iPad and we got to see like 10 seconds of the, the cop, one yeah. of the cops Still talking red about it. <laughs> Still. Yeah. yeah, he says uh, like a chin strap mark on it. Still embedded <laughs> in his chin. <laughs> oh, what, what? His t-shirt, a big Q on it. I wonder what's going on with him. <laughs> no, he actually seemed pretty, I mean, I don't know. We only saw 10 seconds of him, but he's, I mean, he's willing to talk about it, you know, so yeah. he's probably like, oh, okay. That was just like one afternoon for him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then if this had been now, there would have been there would have been arrests and there would have been a lawsuit. Like, I wonder. You, I wonder. What if Taylor Swift or whatever did something like that now? What do you think would happen? Or Beyonce? Let's say Beyonce. Well, the police response, I do not say this lightly, would be different if it were Taylor Swift or Beyonce. Oh, there you go. I think the police would respond differently, well, and I guess I think history it... proves me correct. Yeah. Also depends on what town you're playing to. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama presents Beyonce on the roof. Why is she doing this Jewish musical? First of all, that's two strikes. <laughs> Lots of lovely people in Huntsville. There are. I, I, I've done the Panoply Arts Festival. A lot of good people there. The yeah. airport was weird when in the spring of 97, me and actor Dave Pompey asked them to turn the TV from something random onto a Bulls playoff game. And everybody looked at the one black and one Jewish guy in the bars. <laughs> we had horns on our head. That's a moment I will never forget in the Birmingham, Alabama airport. Well, let's be honest. You, you were big Bulls fans and you were both wearing the, the bull horns <laughs> on your head. If ever a devil was born without a pair of horns it was you Jezebel it was you I don't know, you got any other thoughts before we wrap it up? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a weird thing that they only the, the beeping and the tweeting and the burp <laughs> um, just the, the kitchen on fire if this is our last recording and it's being discovered in the cloud <laughs> Carrie, I love you. Paris, I love you. Um, the red beans and rice was not as good as the Uncle Ben's. You make it home for... Well, uh, please like and subscribe. <laughs> like and Casey, Thank take you. over. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> the, the day after we die at the kitchen fire at this restaurant, Peter Jackson emails and says, funniest question I received. I want to be on your show. And nice little black and white photos of us with the, <laughs> to 20, 2022 at the end of our name. <laughs> This is good for editing purposes. They're also playing the 80s Lennon McCartney squeeze. This is pulling muscles from a show. Is it Dilford and Tilbrook? I'm forgetting. Their names? Yeah. Like, I don't, that I don't know. Names, but squeeze good band. I don't know I enough like of their stuff, but Me, what I neither, know I yeah. really like. I know I like Cool for Cats a lot, but after that, cool. I obviously the big hit. Um, Tempted and all that. Yeah. Tempted, which was great before it got overplayed. It, it got overplayed. We yeah. recorded Tempted for Reality Bites, but when Tempted was just a lost 80s tune. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Tempted was a single in the 80s, then they yeah. re recorded it. Oh, for Reality yeah, Bites? It might be like Tempted 94. Oh, psh. Something weird like does that. Does it sound like a lot like the original? It does. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> couple different drum fills. Okay, there you go, there you go. Uh, stamp collecting. <laughs> stamp is what we do. <laughs> Jackson has elevated himself to the upper echelon. Like he, I mean, I, I know Richard Lester did two movies, and how yeah. when he was part of how the war too. Yeah. Um, but you got to elevate Peter Jackson up to Richard Lester levels, right? He's that important. What the story for tells. us? Yeah. yeah. In this in this day and age, for yeah, yeah, he he gave us actually more hours than Richard Lester did. Yeah. Dick Lester. Yeah, now it's just Dick Lester. We don't call him Richard. No. Hey, Dick. <laughs> Richard Lester not still with us. Is he still with us? Uh, I Richard doubt Lester's it. passed along. Yeah, because he was an old dude. Oh, he's still alive. Sorry, Dick Lester. He's 90. Still kicking. He was a great dude. Richard Lester, The a lot of the interviews on the Hard Day's Night DVD, the bonus stuff, both from that early 2000s Miramax issue and then the Criterion, which he was a lot of it. He was just a great... The Beatles surrounded themselves. It's the improv ethos, Tony, of trying to surround yourselves with people who are equally talented and selfless. Yeah, yeah. Or at least selfless enough to get the job done. And he yelled at them too. Yes, especially he did. during help when they were on a pot thing. And they were high all the yeah, time, yeah, giggling and, and fucking the, up their lines. And, they were high and skiing. Even they were in the Bahamas, they yeah. were skiing. You know, they, yeah. were... <laughs> they were still skiing. Oh, how about this? Like they know. It's Dude, like they know. Terry Hemmert this morning, her brunch <laughs> with the Beatles lately have played so many things we've talked about. Right. She played Some People Never Know from Wildlife. She played the Smithereens. I don't know when this episode's airing. Right. But we talk about the Smithereens covering the Beatles. Yeah. And she played the Smithereens doing Hold Me Tight this morning. That's so funny, which is not a B-side. Unless no. it's some weird American B-side. No, the Smithereens also did a uh, cover note for note of Meet the Beatles. Some songs were in different keys. Interesting. But that's why she played Hold Me Tight was from that record. Interesting. That's funny, man. It feels so right now, hold me tight. Tell me you're the only one, and then I might. Never be the only one, so hold, hold me tight. Me tight tonight, 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 it's you. Well, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows if they'll ever do this again? Maybe it becomes an annual thing. I think that could be a thing, too. I don't know. But... Or an anal thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you got to spice things up, you know? <laughs> you know what separates anal from annual is you. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> if you like what you heard, Casey, good luck on this edit. Um, like and subscribe. We're on all the things. We're, we're. Uh, I think we're still reluctantly on Spotify. Oh, wait a sec. Wait a second. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. This great Spotify though, but we left out a big moment that you and I had in the movie yes. of elbowing each other in the in the beginning when they did Strawberry Fields into Penny Lane. Oh yeah. Your very favorite. We heard our favorite songs. They did Please Please Me early. They did yes. Strawberry Fields right after they did Penny Lane. Yeah. And it was just you and I had a couple nice connective. I mean, yeah. this is my first time in a movie theater since. Yeah. 2019 me too yeah this is yeah this is my yeah me too man
Yeah. So to get, it was great to get to do it with you. And yeah. uh, we had a few of those moments of like <laughs> playing along to riffs. And you know, at one point you brought out a guitar and I brought out a, little, a mini electric <laughs> piano. People around us were like, yeah, I don't want to hear the Beatles. What are these <laughs> yeah, idiots? Man. Yeah, they, they turned the lights out. They kept them off. <laughs> kept them off forever. It, it almost got scary there at the end. Yeah. Now, do you dislike what's playing right now because it's too clean? Yeah, this is, is this too, too clean this for is you. Too <laughs> This is too polished. You upset that I'm playing Wild Honey Pie? Well, what I like about it is that it's through these kind of uh, tinny uh, PA speakers. So actually, I, I like this version better. <laughs> Nobody in the street can hear it. Yeah. That's the other thing I wanted to say, too. We both ranked Don't Let Me Down Too Low. A year ago, Don't Let Me Down would have been in both of our top tens. I agree. When we did our ranking, it was not. If we do the list, we should go back and do the list again, not look at the other list <laughs> in like a year. Because here in Don't Let Me Down Again today a couple of times, it's like, oh yeah, this is a top five favorite Beatles song of mine. It always has been. Why yeah. did I rank it whatever 15th last week? Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to hear it twice today on, and see it in the huge screen, IMAX, a great sound. It was the best, that was the best I've ever heard the Beatles sound. Yeah, not the Beatles, an incredible simulation. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like what you heard, this is the Untitled Beatles podcast. Uh, smash and smush that like and subscribe button. You know you want to. Uh, and feel free to, we're not on Patreon yet, but feel free to give us money. And yeah. <laughs> do they go from Sun Do they go into Sun King or do they switch into like, we'll find out. on a vacation yeah. It's going to be a hard cut, I'm going to guess. It's going to be a hard cut. Mm. They might go into Sun King. They know we're here. <laughs> They know, TJ. No. They know. They know we're on edibles. <laughs> they, what? <laughs> Anybody listening, that's not true. Oh, no. <laughs> not sunk. But um, Elvis Costello, so there's kind of a nice little <laughs> McCartney. They, not they better Elvis. play that day is done. <laughs> I don't want to hear a motor of fucking love. <laughs> don't tell For the Untitled Beatles podcast, thanks to our producer, Casey Baker, I'm Tony Mendoza. And I'm, today I'm TJ Shanoff, and I want to thank Terry Hemmer for also playing Once Upon a Long Ago this morning, which has never been released in the States as of this moment officially. Yeah. That kind of fooled me, but guess what, Tony? It was a request. I'm giving you a long every day, every day, every day, every day I write. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe.